playing the Radical Latino Show. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands in the air for New York's very own. Latino is taking you to another level. my people welcome back to another episode of the radical latino show it's your host the radical latino or should i say the afrocentric latino what is popping my people um i'm gonna get into that whole afrocentric later you know how my show is set up if y'all been listening for a while i always talk about other shit that is important that i care about and then i get to the main topic way later you know what i'm saying but um first of all how's y'all week been my uh, my my week's been you know hectic all over the place like usual you know what i'm saying you know it's raining over here in new york almost every other day um you know i'm just running around getting shit done and stuff like that now i want to give you guys you know a quick you know update on things that are going first of all i haven't said this i don't know if i did but if i did all right if i haven't said it then here we go um this podcast is finally 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 on spotify i don't i don't remember if i really said it or anything on my on on when i actually put it out there or whatever if i said it in the podcast but if i did then you know disregard it but if i i don't even remember look i'm fucking getting old and shit you know what i mean so um if i didn't say it yeah this you know show is finally on on spotify i try to put it on you know on soundcloud and all that you know but for some reason it didn't work you know what i'm saying but fuck it, it's on spotify now you know what i'm saying so yeah you know uh go to spotify and you know listen to your boy and all that you know uh i actually do get paid for people going to spotify and listening to it so you know shout out to me uh thank you a lot you know what i'm saying now so, uh, you know something else um i'm also I'm also conducting more interviews for this uh, documentary that I'm doing. Um, it's it's kind of it's kind of interesting. Um, the the people who are either interested in this documentary, um, who are not being in the film but just interested that I'm even doing a documentary, they are coming at me just asking me questions like who is going to be part of the documentary you know what credentials do they have and all this other stuff and then when you dig deep you know when you dig deep in conversation you find out why this some of these people are asking you start finding out oh so they got already they got they got somehow you know low-key white supremacist agendas because you hear shit like well the haitians are primitive you know what i'm saying no normal person that doesn't already have a preconception of a certain group of people call them primitive you know what i'm saying um and well, let, let, i'm gonna get into that but i hear other things that well you know um before the the dainos there was another group of people and there were cannibals and all this other craziness again these are white supremacist talking points and best believe i'm gonna tackle all of that in this film 
all of that. And this is not just going to be me, you know, talking out my ass or anything. I'm going to have some thorough people on this shit who know what they're talking about with historical photos and everything. And I'm going to even give references to everything. So all of those other people can miss me with all that shit, you know, because it's funny. They say the same thing about Africa. Oh, those people are primitive. They haven't, didn't even invent the wheel when in reality you see old, you know, pyramid paintings and pottery paintings of African people in chariots. Oh, those people are primitive. They just live in my huts amongst lions and stuff. But in reality, when you actually look back at the historical figures in Benin, in Nigeria, you see that these Africans had basically paved the roads, everything structured out into a city setting. This is just, this is not me just talking. This is facts. This is historical facts. You, so you'll hear the same thing. Oh, the Africans were cannibals. The reason why a lot of people say this is because they have a preconceived notion where Haitians are very different from Dominicans. Like they don't share the same bloodline um, because Haitians are more Africanized. Somehow they are, they are more primitive. They are not advanced. Hey, look at those black folks over there. They're the reason why they like that. You feel what I'm saying? And the reason why Dominicans are not that, like that because they embrace their Spaniard side. Yeah, they embrace their Spaniard side and all of this other craziness. All of that shit is foolery. Okay. It's asinine. Anybody that's coming with those type of talking points, you better question them. You better question them. I'm going to tackle everything. I'm going to tackle the reason why there's multiple, mo multiple shades of blackness in Dominican Republic. Very easy. It's because of rape. Very easy. The differences between cultures and the similarities between cultures. I'm going to tackle the fact that the, when the Spanish came, they didn't come in all humble and everything is all gravy. No, that's not what I'm going to talk about. I'm going to talk about real facts. And the facts is the Spaniards came with one agenda. And part of that agenda was to enslave us. Believe it or not, they didn't come in with open arms. We got to get away from that European mentality. We got to get away from that. And that's the type of mentality that most of us Latin people been clinging on to thinking that we're more better than anybody else just because, oh, we got Spanish blood and look at the Spanish. They, they are so, you know, high class and look at the fuck out of here with all that other dumb shit. Listen, that's not true. The Spaniards were racist, just like the French. If you guys don't believe me that the Spaniards were more racist than the French, if that's something that you guys cannot believe me, all you guys gotta do is Google Capirote. Now you guys are probably wondering Capirote. What the fuck is that? I'm going to spell it out for you. C A P I R O T E. 
Now, if you guys look at Capirote, right? Go to the Wikipedia or not even, just go to the images. The first thing you'll see is, holy shit. Why do these motherfuckers look like the KKK? only difference is they're more colorful than the kkk all of them are white you know what i'm saying these people got more colors green blue black red white purple brown so you're like what the fuck why do these people look like the kkk believe it or not this is something that i'm gonna actually tackle on this film this is a spanish culture this is a spanish thing that they do now Capirote is a pointed hat. Basically, Capirote is a translation to hood, you know? So, here, this is the, 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 the thing. Capirote is a pointed hat to colonial from the use in Spain. It's a part of the uniform of some brotherhoods, including the Nazaritos and the Farzitos during the Easter observances and the reenactments of some areas during Holy Week in Spain and also in Mexico, which is kind of crazy if you think about it. I didn't know that Mexico had these type of things, but I doubt it. I think the part of Mexico that has it, I think it's all white. I, I don't know. I'm not too familiar with that, but this is the origin, origin of, of Spain. This is the thing. This is where the KKK got its shit from. Now you have to think about why did the KKK get the stuff from the Spanish and why did the Spanish started doing it? It's because after Spain was already conquered by the Moors, there was a subset group of people who didn't like that. And they rose up against the Moors. And who were the Moors? The Moors were black folks, black men who ruled it. And they brought culture and language and all that to Europe, believe it or not. And there were some parts of white folks that didn't like that. They rose up, overtook them and stuff. But part of the, of their, you know, rebellion, part of that was to dress up like these hoods. And if you guys Google it, it's not that hard. It's C-A-P-I-R-O-T-E. You will see that these people have the same hoods and robes and all that of the clan. Believe it or not. So it's not a far stretch of the imagination to know that Spaniards already came to the Caribbean, South America, North America, and all these other places with racist and racial intent. They already had the white supremacist mentality already doctrinated in them. So that little talking point, talking about, well, the Spanish came in and they weren't as bad as the French. Get the fuck out of here. It's basically this analogy. This is what these people are trying to say. Imagine two prisons. Just imagine that. You got two prisons, right? They're both right next to each other. One prison beats you, rapes you, um, dogs you out, doesn't consider you human, and they work you from sunup to sundown every day 24-7. The other prison literally right next door, you could see it 
with your own eyes right next door they do the exact same thing only differences every friday they'll give you cake they don't be every friday everything is all good it's for the prisoners they give you cake soda what you can watch tv do what y'all gotta do play games and all that they give the you know master comes downstairs gives you hugs and kisses and all that other shit friday you safe but every other day 24 hours six days a week we're gonna rape you kill you whip you beat you work you force you to work sell your children off but every friday you good every friday that's your day that's your day we we ain't gonna fuck with you on friday you can't leave the prison though but we won't fuck with you on friday that's the difference that these people are trying to make that the spanish were the spanish were not let, let's get away from that the spanish were nowhere close to harmonious the spanish were nowhere close to being good people and anybody who says different you gotta question them what ulterior motive do you have because mi gente we gotta we gotta understand this race white supremacy racism is a real fact regardless if we think we live in it or we don't it's a real fact and it affects us especially it affects us globally but especially here in america in america white supremacy is the foundation of this land that's something we cannot get away from regardless how we want to frame it regardless how we want to take away from it regardless how we want to move around and all this other crazy shit white supremacy is the foundation of this land we cannot get that twisted if we don't think so, and we think that's some 1930s bullshit, this is 2019, everything has been good. Look at our president now. This guy is a staunch white supremacist who surrounds himself by white supremacy. You know what I'm saying? So let's keep it real. We gotta keep it real. And best believe, that documentary is gonna show a lot of shit. A lot of shit people are going to be pissed off about. You know what I'm saying? Another thing I want to talk about real quick is Halloween. So Halloween's are coming around the corner. When this comes out, it's going to, you know, it's going to be in a couple of days. Everybody be very careful. I'm already seeing news articles and all this other shit. People being fired or whatever because they were bla wearing blackface. They had a uh, blackface pumpkin uh, um uh, um uh, uh jack-o'-lanterns and all that blackface jack-o'-lanterns and shit um they, they're having racist little uh things like uh hanging black folks you know like halloween props is hanging black folks and shit be very careful my people be very careful be very very careful halloween is coming up and you know this is a this is a very interesting and dangerous time you know what i'm saying now i'm gonna get into two things one that happened to me this week which i found you know to be you know a little you know a little crazy and another thing first of all um i want to just touch on 
anybody who has an iPhone, all right? So I'm a big, for those who don't know, I'm a huge tech head, right? I'm into computers. I repair computers. I actually, you know, do data recovery. You know, I'm not saying I have a business in it, but I, I did do it, you know, lollygagging it back in the day or whatever the case is. I'm actually trying to get myself back into it. I used to solder chips together and, you know, fix people's motherboards and shit like that. Anyway, a lot of technical shit, right? So, um, for all those who have Apple products, okay, all those who have Apple products, you guys got to listen up. I'm an Apple user. Um, for a tech head, people will probably be like, oh, how come you don't use Android? It's because Android is very easily hackable. Not saying Apple isn't hackable, but Apple does have a lot more of their incentive into security and into privacy than Android. This is something real. You know, it's very easy for you to just download something that wasn't really vetted in the Google Play Store. You know what I'm saying? But Apple, they do their vetting processes, you know, more well than, than Google. But anyway, so for any Apple products, right? If you updated to the firmware iOS 13 there, I know there's a lot of you that don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Firmware, what the fuck is he talking about? The operating system, the thing that makes your phone work. That's all. If you got the update, you updated it to iOS 13. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go to settings, general, about, all the way down. If it says firmware or software or whatever the case is, and it says it says 13.00, 13.1, 13.2, whatever the case is, that's your iOS system. All right. If you guys got the new iPhone 11 or updated your iPhone to iOS 13, listen up. This only affects iPhones, I think iPhone 8 and down. iPhone 8, uh, 10, 10S, 10X Max, 11, and 11 Pro, 11 Pro Max, and all that, right? Two things I want to talk about. One is the battery. Now, Apple implemented this a long time ago with their touch ID with the little fingerprint thing, right? Whenever you would replace the screen, the touch ID, the little button thing to, you know, read your fingerprint will be also replaced. A new one will come in. Apple implemented this thing saying that if you replace the screen with the little touch ID thing, it will not work. That's not outside of Apple. So they implemented this little chip and every touch ID that will basically become useless if it doesn't come from Apple. You could literally swap out that little fingerprint thing from another iPhone and put it into your iPhone, which comes from the same place, same person, all that. It will not happen. It will say it's non-genuine and it will not work. Now Apple has done that to their batteries. If you replace, go to a little store for 50 bucks and replace your battery. If you have an iPhone 8 and newer, and if that iPhone 8 or newer device, you updated it to iOS 13, that little chip will activate. And that little chip will not have your battery operate properly. It will cause random shutdowns, it will overheat, it will just not charge, and also 
how would you know if you got a battery uh, battery replacement very easy if you go to the, your settings all the way down to battery and it says it right there on the status the status thing is all gone and it says this is not a genuine iPhone battery you got uh, a knockoff battery or a genuine battery but Apple does not recognize it they want you to go through them now there are workarounds um, from that there's one workaround where you literally have to cut that ribbon cable that holds the little chip from your old battery and put into the new one which I don't recommend because you literally have to go through all this other uh, leaps and bounds and shit or you just simply take one of those boards from China and rewrite it but that costs like a thousand dollars nobody's gonna do that you know what I'm saying and that's just for the batteries now for the iPhone 11 only 11 11 Pro and 11 Pro Max only this hasn't happened on the iPhone uh actually the iPhone X I think uh, the iPhone X and XS's also suffer from this but so far the only reports I've been seeing from the iPhone 11 so don't quote me on the X or the XS but for screen repairs only for screen repairs only uh Apple has denied uh the screen the same thing with the batteries they done it with the screens usually whenever you will replace a screen you will just replace it and that's about it you saved yourself some money whatever right with the iPhone X and the XS the camera with the face ID will be embedded in the screen you just had to just take out a couple of screws or whatever and put it on the new screen and that'll be that there were some workarounds that Apple did from that whatever you know it is what it is right now with the iPhone 11 you could literally swap out the camera and everything will be good but the screen will be non-usable now how would the screen be non-usable you could definitely see everything on the screen everything but colors would just fade out it would just become the touch uh, the touch sensor will become unresponsive and there will be no nighttime or true tone display whatsoever and it would just randomly tell you randomly tell you warning this screen is not genuine or a genuine apple screen or whatever even if the screen came from another apple product it will say that this screen is not genuine so that do with that what you will that's for my iphone people you know what i'm saying um that's a real fucked up that apple is trying to corner the market into replacement that's this you guys can only come to us there are people out there trying to do workarounds the only people the only these like uh replacement people you know replacement shops they're only replacing iphone 8 and older no iphone 10 no 10s no 11s because even if you get a genuine screen it's not gonna work um people are trying to find a workaround on that shit, but this is this is basically how shit is going you know what i'm saying it's real fucked up apple you know fuck yeah that's real fucked up you know what i'm saying now another thing that happened to me just these are just quick updates and then i'm gonna get into the rundown of the show right so something happened to me this week right while i was you know driving 
driving home, you know, I was like, yo, let me just stop in the Heights real quick and let me get some Chinese food. You know, I'm fucking hungry. Let me just get some Chinese food. Uh, you know, shit ain't really, it's not that shit ain't open, but it's like, it's right there a little fast or whatever the case is. So I was on the phone with my boy, right? So I got there and I usually, what I usually do is just a fire hydrant, um, right in front of the Chinese spot. There's a fire hydrant. There was a car parked there, but the car was parked further, uh, uh, further away from the fire hydrant where the, I'll say the back wheel of the car was no, I'm sorry. The back bumper of the car was right in front of the fire hydrant. So I could still move my car in, but I'm blocking the crosswalk. You know what I'm saying? That's all. Like my back, my back uh, bumper of the van was uh, blocking the crosswalk. That's all it was, right? So I'm like, ah, fuck, it's all good. So I call. I'm like, hey, listen, I'm going to be there in like five minutes or whatever. Can you, I'm ordering this for pickup. They're like, oh, yeah, no problem, blah, 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 right? So I'm literally right outside, right? So I'm talking to my boy on the phone. You know, I'm just talking. Windows are rolled up. You know, nobody's listening to my conversation. Me and him, we're just kicking it. I'm like, yo, you know what you're doing at the gym and all this other shit. You know, I'm just, you know, benching and all that other shit, right? So me and him, we're just talking and all that. And then I get a knock on the window, on the passenger side window. I said, what the fuck? Somebody knocking. I'm thinking it's police or some shit. You know what I'm saying? Or somebody or the Chinese people will be like, yo, we know your car. You know what I'm saying? This is your food. You know what I mean? So that's what I'm thinking. So I look. Nah, it's some white bitch. So I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? So I'm like, all right, I'm, whatever. So I roll down the window. I'm like, what's up? This white lady dead looked me in my face. Mind you, I'm in Washington Heights. All right. I'm in Washington Heights. This white bitch dead looked me in my face and said, I have a kid, you know, a little fuck face little kid right there with a little scooter. I have a kid and I'm trying to cross the street. You're blocking the street. Can you move back? I, this happened for a quick second. I'm like, this bitch did not just tell me to move my car back. Basically going to block traffic and all this other bullshit because she feels entitled to tell me that she can't cross or when she could have just went around. And I did look at her. I said, Hey, yo, did you just stop me to tell me this? Yeah, really entitled. She goes, uh, yeah. I'm like, yo, you could just walk around. So, but she, she couldn't, she couldn't figure out why I said that. I'm like, yo, just move around. You can't just walk around. And she goes, uh, and then she was going to come at me. But then she goes, wait a minute. Do you even live around here? And I'm like, in my mind, again, I should have recorded this shit. But in my mind, I'm like, does it fucking matter? So instead of going to this whole debate, I was like, don't worry about that. So what she ends up doing is right. She ends up saying something, but my windows already up. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Get the fuck out of here, you stupid bitch. She goes to the back. I already see her. She goes to the back of the car, takes a picture of my license plate and rolls out. Right. And while I walks out, I'm like, oh, she's just practicing her white supremacy. She's trying to entitle herself. It is what it is. I don't give a fuck picture in the car. I don't care. You know what I mean, so I got my Chinese food and I rolled out. Right. Funny thing is 
funny thing is, the next day, I go by just to see. Just to see. I'm like, yo, if I find this white bitch, I'm going to curse her out, right? The next day, I go by just to see if she'll be there. Guess what? There's two police officers, one blocking the, you know, right in front of the fire hydrant and one across the street. I'm like, yo, what the fuck? Maybe that's coincidence. I don't know. But that was basically a, not a wake up call, but that was basically a confirmation yet again. Me being Latino, you know what I'm saying? Me being non-white, me being somebody that she despises, confirmation once again that I, she does not see me as white whatsoever. Regardless if all you Latinos out here claiming as white and all this other shit, this is confirmation again. So I basically laughed to myself. I'm like, wow, she, you know, she really, you know, she really like played her hand. That's crazy. Which, you know, tells me that I'm like, yo, I got to really learn how to maneuver out here. You feel what I'm saying? And that's what all Latin people need to do. We need, got to learn how to maneuver out here. This whole white supremacy doesn't just affect black folks. It affects us too. You feel what I'm saying? It affects us too. And there's a re and, and good thing that that shit happened because my boy was on the phone. And when me, trust me. Me and my boy be going at it. Me and my boy be going at it. But white supremacy, all that. He's like, man, you always talking that white supremacy bullshit. All that. He heard that shit. He said, damn. Yo. Yo, bro, you right, bro. Yo, you right. So that's why you classify yourself as black? I'm like, well, yeah. Native or black. You know, either one. But anyway. Enough about that. Moving on. So... I don't know if you guys saw the Watchmen, the HBO, um, the HBO uh, TV, TV show. But I'm telling you, oh boy, episode one was crazy. Oh my God, episode one was crazy. So this is not gonna be spoiler free. No, get the fuck out of here. I'm gonna spoil the whole shit. So for those who don't have HBO, I don't know what y'all doing. It's like. Uh, was it is i think the last time i checked it was like five something dollars a month or something like that but i got a direct tv now you know what i'm saying so i could watch it live record dvr the shit whatever you know what i'm saying i got an apple tv so it does all that shit right so i got hbo i mean i got direct tv now so it comes with hbo already included in the shit because at&t you know they own hbo so i'm like oh shit Le first of all I didn't really want to see the one. I'm like, ah, you know, I saw the movies, whatever. But this made me see the movie again so I could understand it. You know what I'm saying? And then I found out that the movie had no connection to the to the to the to the show. Where I'm like, alright, whatever. But you know, I was just home and just chilling. And I'm like, yo, let me see the Watchmen. Let me see because this Watchmen, this TV show is supposed to be the replacement. For Game of Thrones. Well, not the replacement. But yeah, kind of the replacement because Game of Thrones is already done, right? So this is supposed to be the introduction to something new. You know what I'm saying? Because when Watchmen was announced, people were wondering. Before this, people were wondering, yo, what the fuck are y'all going to do? What y'all going to do? Then HBO was like, yo, we got this, all right? We got this shit called The Watchmen. They're like, the fuck? The Watchmen is going to be the, the next continuation after Game of Thrones? 
They were like, yeah, we got this show called The Watchmen. So people were like, what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? So people were like confused. So they're like, yo, what the hell is going on? But I saw the first episode, right? And oh my God, let me break it down for you guys. If you guys have not seen it, all right? If you guys have not seen it, either get, get HBO now or, you know, direct TV now or fucking, you know, stream the shit. You know, some of these little websites they got, you know what I'm saying? They got this shit. You know what I mean? But do what y'all gotta do because this shit is fire. My God, this shit is fire. So here's a breakdown, right? Now, you, as I thought, you know, I thought it was, you know, a sequel of the movie, but it's actually not. It's a sequel from the comic book that the movie was adopted from. Now, the first episode opens up, right, with the early 1900s movie playing. A hooded vigilante, you know, it's riding a cow, uh, a cowboy, riding a cow, uh, uh, a horse. It's riding a horse trying to and trying to get some cowboy dude. Apparently, he's like the bad guy or whatever, right? A few seconds later, then you find out it's the famous Bass Reeves, a real-life cowboy who arrested more than 3,000 criminals. Now, this is very important, an interesting point, right? About showing who Bass Reeves is, right? A little bit about Bass Reeves. He was a, a slave who beat his slave master to get his freedom during the Civil War, right? That's how, you know, he got his freedom. He beat him up. He beat him. He became famous after he did all that and he started getting, you know, he started picking up all these wanted criminals and all that, right? Now, you know how white people, you know what I'm saying? They, they, they like to whitewash history or whatever the, the case is. Because for the, for the, you know, for the most part, white people really don't got no culture like that. But anyway, so Bass, Bass was depicted as the Lone Ranger. Anybody who's seen the Lone Ranger, so, see that he's, you know, he's a white dude. You know what I'm saying? He's doing all this other crazy shit. The Lone Ranger is depict, uh, is being de uh, depicted. The Lone Ranger is depicting Baz Reeves. That's basically what it is, right? And some people say he has a resemblance of Django. You know what I'm saying? Django was a representation of Bass anyway. Bass's depiction. But anyway. Then the movie gets interrupted and we find out that we're in Tulsa, Oklahoma in 1921. In the middle of a race riot. Now, this is very important to know. The real thing that occurred, right? Tulsa, Oklahoma actually really happened. That whole race riot, it actually happened. You see white people and black people running around. Whites mainly killing blacks. But the thing that we was false was a falsehood. And the thing that it failed to depict was that... In, in, in the show, you see a bunch of clansmen doing all the killing, but in reality, that wasn't the case. It was, you know, it, it was white supremacists. These white supremacists who was doing all the killing mainly, um, you know, mainly was not the clan. You know what I'm saying? The, the main reason, the main reason was that this black town was targeted because it was becoming economically wealthy. The white supremacists saw this as a threat 
it needs they needed to stop it you know what i'm saying it wasn't just white folks and clans a uh, clan outfits it was every white person out there you know what i'm saying that's that's what it was and in the in the show they're trying to be depict the difference oh these are the racist white people and these are just the regular white people no they, they were all white supremacists and they did their thing yes there were a separation between some good white people and some bad white people but in this race right there was no good white people they weren't even there they were doing their own thing you know what i'm saying all the victims were black so also they depicted the real life town sheriff that took a plane and started throwing dynamite in in actuality this completely crippled tulsa economically and physically you know what i'm saying then you see that the boy we're introduced with in the beginning is being protected and sent away with a piece of paper right and then towards the end of that uh a bit of uh this you know thing about destruction we see that the boy wraps this baby around in a in a in an american flag blanket this is very symbolic right we don't know all of this because this is the first episode right then it flashes forward 100 years later and you have cop w cops wearing masks right now this is 100 years later you got cops wearing masks and all that other shit where we're we're introduced to this from a traffic stop right we get our first introduction to a white supremacist member part of the cavalry who has a, a rorschach mask you don't see that as you know you don't really see that as a red flag at first but later on you end up finding out right this is all also gives us a glimpse of the world of 2019 tulsa right with skyscrapers random generators all over the place and you know officers being um you know needing permission to take out their weapons you're like what the fuck this shit actually happens but the thing is they don't have cell phone laptops or internet for some reason all of this shit is missing for some reason you don't know why you know then you see the officer gets killed after he wanted to release his weapon and shit right then later on we see the town sheriff asking the cop's wife to lie about her husband's incident we then get a clue of the alternate world where cops need to be secret and the reason why they have masks on. Now you start to find out, wait a minute. Why are they wearing masks? Oh, that's the reason why they wear masks because they don't want other people to find out who it is. Right? Then we get introduced to Angela Abar, right? She has a very mysterious past. She's also a baker who was born in Vietnam, which we learned is part of the a part of America now. We get a quick reference to she was being she was a police officer and something of some event that stopped her being a police officer called the white knight we also get our first insight on what they called rest for uh rest it's like their former reparations but this president called redford so that's what it you know there's unsimilar parts as rest you know but you really don't know what restoration is, who gets it, why do they get it? You know what I'm saying? We really don't know who, what what it is. You know what I'm saying? That's very unclear. All right. Then later on, you see her driving her son back. 
and suddenly it begins to rain squids you know so you're like what the fuck but then this is another nod back to the comic books ending where a giant psychic squid gets teleported and kills everybody in new york city which ended the cold war you know what i'm saying so then it's somehow connected to to that rain or whatever but we don't really know why you know then we see her husband and daughter and this raises some questions first of all look at that flag in the back if you guys like pause it or whatever the case is you guys see the flag in the back it's a circle with a bunch of stars in it and you obviously see that there's more than 50 states you know there's damn near like probably like i don't know 100 something i don't know but it's more than 50 states right then you see that her daughter and her son are both white and you're like what the fuck but her husband's black what the hell's going on right so we, we we don't know what's up with that right then a f- few moments later she gets a pager saying little red a uh, little a uh, little big horn that's another nod to the real 1976 battle of little big horn which the native tribes all came together and defeated the white supremacist seventh cavalry it seems you know it seems like it was a call to arms in this universe or whatever the case is then we get a shot of an old man in a wheelchair now this old man in the wheelchair he becomes really important you know later on right then she she opens up a bakery store and she goes all the way to the back of that bakery store puts in the code and now you see her costume and her costume is basically like a badass ninja nun and she calls herself sister knight right then we see her drive off into this trailer park looking place and this is very interesting right here because this is where the white supremacists live now notice how they live in squalor run down um fucked up living places but one thing unites them all there's one thing that puts them all together the hate for non-white people that's the thing the hate for non-white people now you see some evidence in this right you see a big statue of nixon which which you know goes back to you know them being white supremacists you know then you see a bunch of old american flags with the 50 states on them and that's a call back to the first uh scene of the traffic stop the guy had the old school american flag on it then you're like oh so it's their form that's their form of the you know the confederate flag you know what i'm saying that's their form of that and then you have fuck redford which is a president written all over the place so they see him as a democratic president who gave black folks a lot of benefits you know so they're like yo fuck that you know what i'm saying then she makes her way into the police station right and that's when we find out that the cavalry is a white supremacist organization and they adopted the rorschach mask and you're like why the fuck the rorschach mask that's what i was you know that's what i was wondering then i kind of did some research and i found out that the rorschach 
actually the character himself, he's kind of a white supremacist himself. You know what I'm saying? He in, in the comic books he would just write down about race traitors and um, homosexuals and all this other craziness, and you know he he would just write down shit in his journal. So in the comic book, when shit went down and he got killed, he gave it to this right wing journalist organization. You know what I'm saying? His journal, and it seems like these white supremacists in these in this universe took that journal. And just started running with the shit. You know what I'm saying? They just started running with the shit. And they say little things that, you know, Rorschach said, but they twisted around. Soon, and they will say, soon the world would shout out, save us, and we will whisper, no. You know, that's what Rorschach said in the movie. You know what I'm saying? And it seems like they took Rorschach, Rorschach's, uh, your ideology and twisted it to to fit their worldview somehow, right? Then you see an interrogation happen from the the person that she went to the white supremacist camp and took them out, right? Then she got the information and she found out, you know, the the information that this white supremacist gave, saying that they have a stronghold, some farm looking stronghold or whatever this case is. Then you'll see a bunch of white supremacists in a circle taking out batteries off of like watches and shit, putting it in a bucket. And you're like, what the fuck? What what the hell is that? What, what does that even? What, what what's the symbolism in that? So you, you know, like there's a lot of questions at this point, right? Then after a firefight, that's when you see a bunch of white supremacists leaving in a plane, and then that's when you see the sheriff. And one of the other officers flying another airship, and it's like Night Owl's airship, and they take out the aircraft or whatever the case is, and they get damaged themselves. It crashes down, whatever, right? Then there's a clip of this right uh, rich white guy, and I'm not gonna get really into it because it, it just cuts into that. I'm not gonna get really much into it, but something very interesting that he does, he's typing in, and when they asked him, hey, what are you what are you doing? He's like, I'm writing a play, and it's called The Watchmaker's Son. Now, this is very important because if you guys seen the movie, Dr. Manhattan, that's really, um, you know, that's really uh, a nod at Dr. Manhattan, Dr. Manhattan's origin of The Watchmaker's Son. You know what I'm saying? Then we see the main character at dinner with the police chief, right? And we get a, a quick glimpse of him playing some nose candy up his nose you know what i'm saying but it seems like she knows this she's pretty much aware of his habit if it is a habit we don't even know right then outside you see them after dinner they see them talking about yo what the hell is that the batteries and all this other shit. what the fuck is going on that's when you hear a see a glimpse of what they're talking about they were like yo these are very old batteries they're discontinued and then you wonder why they're discontinued, and then they further on saying that they lithium ion it was known to cause cancer, right? So you're like, all right, that's why they would discontinue. Then later on, we see the police chief on his way to the hospital because he got a phone call saying that the first guy that got shot, the black dude that got shot up, he finally woke up, right? So you know he's driving, then he runs over tire spikes. Then it cuts to the main character getting a mysterious phone call. She rushes over to whatever direction that the mysterious phone call gave her. And that's when we see 
that old man in the wheelchair with the police chief hung in the noose and then the camera pans to the 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 old guy in the wheelchair with a note from the original kid the original boy from the first first scene that said you know watch this watch over this and all that and that's when it ends that's when the whole episode ends and you're like what the fuck is going on it was a lot of crazy symbolisms and shit and also this shit was wild used to start like under, like trying to like what is going on what how can he do this is he working with other people all this other shit i'm telling you this this whole this whole uh a show is fucking wild and i love it i love it but that was the first episode you know what i'm saying that's the first episode that came out right so i'm just waiting for episode number two you know what i'm saying it's coming out tomorrow and i'm just ready you know what i'm saying i'm just ready so moving on to kanye west's album which i didn't get and i'm not gonna get so fuck that right um i'm i just wanted to put that on the thing kanye west's album i'm not gonna support that dude uh he could eat a dick um he's been loony this whole time so fuck him it's other people that you guys should buy their albums like young ma her shit is fire casanova his shit is fire vado his shit is fire so go you know buy their album and that's all i'm gonna talk about right now moving on to the uh, my next topic um there was this latina there was this latina who got fired she was a civil rights lawyer apparently and she got fired for basically going into a racist rant and I'm like, well, shout out to, um, to one of my, one of my Instagram uh, followers, shout out to him. Cause he, he be giving me stories left and right. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to him. But she, you know, she, uh, she, she, uh, called, uh, you know, she went on a racist rant or whatever. She's a civil rights lawyer. You know what I'm saying? And this is the thing. This is my stance on it. We cannot hold these type of coons, these type of Latin coons as the representative of the whole Latin community. The whole Latin community does not think like that. And the majority of Latin people do not think like that. You got some Latin people who claim that they're native and who claim that they're black do not think like that. And there's some Latin people who claim that they're white and also do not think like that. There's coons in every community, and unfortunately, we got Latin coons in our community. That's basically what it is. But should she have gotten fired? Fuck yes. You do not go on a quote-unquote racist rant talking about black folks when you're a civil rights lawyer. You're supposed to know. You're supposed to know right from wrong. You know you're not supposed to do that. Why the fuck would you even? go into a racist rant in the first place you feel what i'm saying and the thing is i don't want i don't want to hear shit from nobody in any other community talking about well you guys got mad racist too okay we call them out that's the thing look i'm calling out our coons 
there's some bunch of racists in your community also in every other community you know what i'm saying bunch of prejudiced people in your community also and i don't and i don't sit here saying that that's the representative of you guys you feel what i'm saying so we got to keep it real we got to keep it equal let's have an equal playing field you know what i'm saying if we're going to have a conversation let's have and you know point out who's who let's really have an equal playing field but according to according to me on this lawyer she could go fuck herself you know what i'm saying um her her getting fired shout out to that you know what i'm saying she shouldn't be out here representing um no civil rights justice when you out here you know um talking bad about black folks get the fuck out of here in the system of white supremacy black and latin people are viewed the same all right in the racial hierarchy of things we are literally one bracket above black folks the fuck out of here we shouldn't even we shouldn't even be beefing about shit like that you know what i'm saying but anyway moving on so to my main topic what does it mean to be afrocentric oh my god i know some of my trolls were like when's he gonna get to the good shit you know what i'm saying when's he gonna get to the good shit so what does it mean to be afrocentric all right so I'm gonna just keep it real. I have not even heard the term Afrocentric until I came out on YouTube. You know what I'm saying? I came out and I started doing my shit on YouTube. I've never, ever, ever, ever heard the term or understood the term Afrocentric. The most times people were starting to use that term against me. Which I find it a little funny, <laughs> to be completely honest. I find it funny. Being called Afrocentric was when I was going at Butthead, and his trolls were coming at me. That's one thing I do gotta say. His trolls are, you know, you know, they're a bunch of white supremacists and they're very loyal. You know what I'm saying? That's the thing I do gotta say. They're very loyal. So, you have to wonder. What the fuck does Afrocentric mean? You know what I'm saying? What is Afrocentric? Now, for all the times that I've been called Afrocentric, for some reason, it's been labeled like it's something bad. So I always ask, you know, what the what what does what does you know Afrocentric mean? You know what I'm saying? And they can never answer that shit. They really can't. They can never ever answer that shit. So I was like, um, okay, let me let me go to the let me go online and Google and let's see what Afrocentric means. And Afrocentric is basically saying regarding African or black culture as preeminent. So you're like, what? That's what Afrocentric means. And you'll start breaking down the, the code and then you're like, wait, regarding African or black culture, oh, black is African culture. What, what does the fuck does that even, what the fuck does that even mean? You know what I'm saying? And then I decide to Google, all right, maybe, maybe they have a point. I'll be a little Afrocentric sometimes, you know what I'm saying? So what does that even mean? So I'm like. What is Afrocentric ideology? Maybe they got a point. I don't know. I'm, I'm maybe, maybe they do. And it says, if you Google this, what is Afrocentric ideology? 
is an approach to study the world history that focuses on the history of the people of recent African descent. So I'm like, wait a minute. Focuses on the people of recent African descent. Well, well yeah, every, every, uh, you know, world history, people history, it started from Africa. What, what is wrong with that? So I'm like, maybe, but it goes on, right? In general, Afro uh, Afrocentrism, apparently <laughs> there's a word for that, Afrocentrism, all right, is usually manifested in the focus of history of Africa and its role in contemporary African-American culture and Greek philosophy, among others. So Greek philosophy, I'm like, what the fuck is going Wait, Now I'm so confused. But then I started to really... I don't know, break down what does Afrocentric mean when it comes to them calling me that. Because for some reason, I always see them calling me that when it's either me talking about Latin people being black, me going at butthead, me bringing, you could say, historical backings and facts. That's the only time I'm called an Afrocentric. So I said, wait, hold on. I don't go out here yelling that every white person is a white supremacist. I don't go out here saying that we have to claim to be black. I don't go out here bugging out talking about we come from reptilians from outer space. So why am I labeled the Afrocentric? And the way they're labeling me Afrocentric is like a negative. What's so negative about Afrocentricism <laughs> or whatever you call it. What's the negative about that? Because I don't see it being done to Asian people. I don't hear Asian centric. I don't hear Eurocentric because I see Antonio's comment session and nobody's talking about Eurocentric. No one is calling him a Eurocentricism or whatever the case is. No one is calling him that. So why am I labeled Afrocentric? Then you have to see some of these trolls on their ideologies and what they agree with and what they don't agree with. So they agree with anything that goes against blackness. Anything that goes against their small world view. When you see black people getting dogged out and saying, well, they got low IQ. They don't really know any better. They always need handouts. They agree with that. When they're talking about well, Latin, uh, Latin people in Latin America, um, they're their own thing. And they, they're separated from this whole race thing, all this other shit. They agree with that. Black folks, they go into different countries and like to bang out on women. They agree with that. But I come in and say, well, you see a lot of similarities in the ancient culture of Latin America and Africa. You're Afrocentric. Whoa, I just said there's a lot of similarities. Yeah, we know, but you're Afrocentric. Uh, okay. I go, yeah, you know, I, um, Latin people shouldn't be classifying themselves as white because we don't get the same benefits. If we do classify as whites on paper, we don't get the same benefits in real world use. You're Afrocentric. Whoa, what the hell? I'm just, I'm just stating facts. 
What is all this? I'm just stating facts. I go, white supremacy affects us all. Black or Latin, you're Afrocentric. And I got this one troll who actually comes from Keem's, Keem's 123's uh, comment section. He loves to troll me for some reason, called Danzo. I don't know who this guy is. He claims to be Dominican, but yet he has a Japanese Avi. You know, he's my number one hater, so shout out to him. You know, he's probably like, you know, smoking meth right now. But some fuckface weirdo Dominican dude who has a uh, who has a Japanese avatar, some Naruto shit. He probably runs around with his arms back, you know, like a like a fucking weirdo. I don't believe uh, I don't believe that he's Dominican himself. That that the way he talks, no, the fuck out of here. I think you're white or some shit. But anyway, he loves to come in my Afro uh, in my in my comments section, call me Afrocentric. That that's the main person, Danzo son shit. Uh. You know, come, come, comes in my comment section, call me Afrocentric, and I don't talk about Latin issues. Like, I haven't been doing that all my fucking time that I've been over here. You know what I'm saying? Like, I haven't talked about the lynchings in Latin America. Um, I mean, the lynchings in, for Latin people in America. Like, I'm not talking about the gasoline baths. Like, I'm not going to be talking about the riots. Like, I'm not going to be talking about how how uh, white supremacy affects Latin people here in this country and we'll get relabeled as illegal. Like, I'm not talking about those issues, right? You know what I'm saying? He goes, oh, I'm not talking about those issues. I'm Afrocentric. You know what I'm saying? Last time I checked, homie, you got a YouTube channel. You do. You show me how to do it. You know what I'm saying? Show me how to do it. Fuckface widow. Listen, all I got is eat a dick. But all I got to say, <laughs> all I got to say is that shit like that makes me laugh and makes me say that I must be doing something fucking right. Because if they get triggered and these people get triggered and called me a race baiter, black lover, Afrocentric, all these little coded messages are basically coded messages of telling me that who, what their ideology is, is white supremacy. They're a bunch of white supremacists, point blank and simple. You know what I'm saying? They like to hide behind these little uh, troll accounts and like just to fuck around and shit. We already know what your, what your, you know, what your mentality is, homie. You know what I'm saying? We already know what your stilo is. We got you. Your, your, your stilo is a bunch of white supremacy bullshit. We, we already see it. You know what I'm saying? We already see it. So that basically tells me I'm doing something right. I'm out here shaking shit up. I'm out here actually talking the truth that they do not want the truth either to come out or they don't agree with. You know what I'm saying? Because Afrocentric, the definition doesn't even make sense on what they're calling me. You know what I'm saying? And if it does, then show me the opposite. Show me where they call other people Asian-centric, Latin-centric. Eurocentric, you know what I'm saying? Show me other definitions and examples of that because I'm out here. You're just talking about white supremacy and how it affects Latin folks. That's all I'm doing. So if that's an issue, 
then we have to really see who is the people saying that that's an issue and what ideology they're really trying to harbor. I wear that proudly Afrocentric. All right, cool. That doesn't bother me whatsoever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I better come with some better shit. But that doesn't bother me whatsoever. Shit. I even joked around saying that I might just change my name to the radical Afrocentric Latino. You know what I'm saying? That shit, that shit doesn't sound right, but hey, it kind of rings. You know what I'm saying? But that that's what it is. That these people call you whatever because they don't really have a real definition for it. They just call you whatever it is because, oh, that's what I think and that's what it sticks. You know what I'm saying? Because when you really break down the ideology, it doesn't fucking make sense to something irrational. If you guys really talk to some of these fucking widows, their ideology doesn't make sense because it's not logical. You're trying to go in on something logical with someone that's illogical. The shit doesn't make it like imagine me having a conversation with butthead and I will destroy him. I will destroy him because he's coming in that conversation with a logical point of views. He's going to look like a fucking widow. You know what I'm saying? He's going to look like a fucking widow because he's coming in a place of illogical, illogicality, is that even a word? He, he, illogicalism. <laughs> no, but he's coming in a, in a, in a place of being illogical. You know what I'm saying? With shit like, well, white folks is not the real enemy. Is the, you know who the, is the elite? That's a cold word for Jews. And if you really break down, Jews is not really the real issue because I could be a Jew right now. Jews is just a religion. Break the shit down. I like to break shit, shit down into the simplest forms. Jews is a religion. Anybody could be Jewish. Jews is a religion. Like Jews right now don't claim that they're white. Come on, please. Really? Jews are white. That's why I say white supremacy. Because it circumstances all of that. You got white supremacist Jews out here. Believe it or not, there's white supremacist Jews out here. Now how, Rad, yo, what the fuck? How are Jews white supremacists? White supremacists won't accept them. And that's, and that's the problem. That you guys think that you have to be in a group called white supremacy and this group needs to have clan robes and, and hoods and all that shit. No, white supremacy could be a fucking supermarket clerk to a goddamn president in the white house. They don't have to wear hoods. The alt right show does that bunch of white supremacists and button down t-shirts and tan pants. You know what I'm saying? The Netflix show show does that a bunch of white supremacists doing everyday jobs. They're cooks to a fucking Harvard professors. So a white supremacist is the ideology that I am superior than you and that you are inferior than me, regardless if the ideology makes sense or not. I believe it. I say that it's true and I'm going to use the power that I hold in society 
to treat you as such. That's what white supremacy is. And there have been countless times Jewish people has practiced white supremacy because they're white. All that religious bullshit goes out the window. White supremacy is the real religion. All that religious shit goes out the window because if we really want to break it down, break it down, break it down, there's black Jews and they get shitted on by the white Jews. So what's the real religion? Yeah, all Jews. You know what I'm saying? So what's the real religion? It's white supremacy. You know what I'm saying? So that Antonio bullshit, that goes out the window. It's the, it's the elite. It's the elite. Get the fuck out of here. That, listen, all his ideology could easily be broken down. Very easy. It won't even take me the more than 10 minutes. You know, whenever I do talk to people who don't share my point of view, whenever I do debate people, they mostly run. Oh, I can't take it no more. Oh, I got headache. You know what I'm saying? They usually run. Oh no, I gotta tie my shoe. I gotta do other shit. You know, they just start making excuses up. Oh, I can't do it. Oh, there's too much noise in the background. They usually run. You know what I'm saying? Like, I had that shit happen. I had, pl I had plenty of debates that never came out because they couldn't even stand toe to toe with me more than 20 minutes. More than 20 minutes. Oh, oh, look at the time. Oh shit. I gotta go because I start breaking their ideology down to the point where they start looking stupid. Shit, shit doesn't even make sense anymore. You know what I'm saying? So when people start using that Afrocentric shit, it's just another cold word for them basically exposing themselves. They're a bunch of white supremacists. And I guess what? I wear it proudly. I'm Afrocentric. All right, cool. Shout out to me. Shout out to me. I'm, I'm Afrocentric as fuck. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to me. You know what I mean? But anyway, that's the episode for this week. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, remember, hit me on Instagram and Twitter at the same name. Radical underscore Latino underscore. Also... Support me on Cash App at dollar sign Radical Latino. You know, radical one word, Latino one word. You know what I'm saying? And I'm going to catch you guys later.